Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Podcast. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia. Today's presentation is our Sunday morning worship service from February 14, 2021. Our speaker this morning is Elder Janice Brown. We hope that you enjoyed this message as much as our congregation did. So please take a seat, relax, and enjoy the Word of God. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, my goodness. That was so heartfelt and heartwarming, the introduction. And thank you, um, Elder Hawkins, um, for, I mean, not just me, but every time one of us uh, come up for whatever it is that we have to do, you always esteem us highly. And that is what the word tells us to do. So we thank God for you. And today, I count it an honor to be able to stand before you all today, uh, knowing that right now, these are difficult times, you know, um, throughout this world, but not just throughout the world, but before our our pastors that we truly love, and uh, even their family. So uh, today, I count it an honor to be able to stand uh, be, and, 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 and walk in their shoes, because I can't uh, replace their shoes. Their shoes are too big for me. But I will come to you from the heart. I will come to you today giving you what the Lord has has given me, because I stayed up all night studying. I started one message, but when I got up this morning, God had something totally different that he wanted me to give you all. So if you all would just please today lend me your ears, and I want to just say happy Valentine's Day to each and every one of you. And I pray that everyone has someone that they can love on today and that someone will reciprocate that love back to them. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to get started um, today, and my scripture it's going to come out of Ephesians 2. I'm going to stay with our scripture of the month, but I just want to add a couple of verses. I want to read verses 8, 9, and 10. Amen. Scripture says, by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And verse 10 reads, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before that we, beforehand, that we shall walk in them. Amen. Read it again. But we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. Amen. So my... um. I thought about a title for today for my message, and this is what I was given by the Holy Spirit. Even though we are the workmanship of God, God make me over. Amen. May we pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this day. Oh, Lord, you are such a good God. You're an awesome God. Today, Father God, I ask that you would just rain down on us, Lord God. Oh, Father God, let your Holy Spirit be present on this day. Let it just hover around us everywhere we go today, Lord God. 
Father, I pray today that there will be peace, peace on earth. I pray that this will be a day, Father God, that we can continue to depend on you and to love you, Lord God, and trust you. Oh, Father, you have given us everything that we need that pertains to life, Lord. So we just ask that you show us, show us how to use these things that you have given us. You have gifted us. You have blessed us. Father, I pray a blessing over your word today that your people will be not just hearers, that they will be doers of this word. And, Lord, if this word um, offends anyone or condemn anyone, let them just say, ouch, and let them keep it moving toward the mark of the high calling because this is all just temporary. It's not permanent. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So first of all, once again, I want to give honor to God. I want to give honor to God because he is the one that I truly love, and I know that he loves each and every one of us. I want to give honor to our pastors in their absence, Elder Dr. Shodi Boone II, Elder Dr. Jacqueline M. Boone, and I want them to know that we are praying for them and that we do miss them and love them. I want to pray, I want to give honor today to all the leaders at Word of Life, to include our Elder Lorraine Hopkins, Elder Chauvinny Bacar Chris. Um, also, I want to give honor to Elder Bernice Owens, Elder Earl Resper, to our ministers, Denise Glanton, Shadu, Shadu, Zabu, I'm sorry, Shadu Zebumene, and hopefully I didn't mess it up too bad. <laughs> and some, um, our evangelist, Wanda Sumlin. I also want to give um, honor to Reverend Neal on today, to our deacons, my husband, Deacon Willard Brown, Deacon Charles Chris, Deacon Alec Eric Beers, and also to uh, Sister Jackie Hope Myrick that's on our program today. Uh, we, you know, we have to recognize these people and we have to uh, give honor to whom are his due. And also to the rest of um, our members of Word of Life, we want to uh, give honor to our ushers and uh, Brother Sidney Harnett, most of our Reverend Moses Blanton, and to the rest of our church family, our friends, and our visitors. Um, I want to just say to each, of, to each and every one of you, to God be the glory, and thank, thank you all for, for coming out and for putting God uh, first in your life on this day. And even to our friends and our visitors that are on the line, we appreciate you all, and we thank God that you chose to come visit with us today because we know that you could have gone anywhere else, but you decided to come with us today to worship the Lord at Word of Life. And we pray God will bless your week uh, because he sees exactly what you are doing, and he honored those that honor him. Amen. Okay, let's get to the word. And I am so grateful today to be able to to bring this word to you all. 
um, as first of all, as I um, I pondered and I meditated on the Word of God, um, I always when we have these words every month, they are, there's always seem like another word that'll pop out that will remind me of the word that we are studying. But this time, this word, um, it took me back. It took me back to a time in my life when I was in the world, when I had one foot in the door and I had one foot out of the door. Uh, the word says that we can either be hot or co- we can either be hot or cold, but it doesn't want us to be. Uh, we shouldn't be lukewarm, and because God said that He would spew us out of His mouth, and so this made me think about the times when I was in the world, and and I think at that time of my life I was cold, and uh, you know partying and going to the clubs and just having a good time. And I remember the first time, you know, that I, I heard this word, the word of the month, workmanship. And when I heard the word, I was thinking, I, well, I thought that the word had a, a, a totally different meaning than what it actually have, has. Um, the, this word, it made me think about um, workmanship. I was thinking, oh, that's how God has created us to look. Our physical appearance is what I thought this word was talking about. I thought it was talking about the way that, you know, God had made our bodies. Uh, But little did I know uh, after, you know, being in the word for uh, a number of years now, and now that I am uh, with God and not in the world anymore, I I know truly exactly what this word means. it was a time that in my life that if if death had just, you know, taken me, which, you know, there was many possibilities, there was many times when, when I could have been gone and out of this world, but God was loving me so much that he kept me, especially time when I had a really bad car accident. But it was a time that, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know about salvation and about uh, saving grace. I didn't know that during that time, if I had died, I didn't know if I would be going to heaven or if I would end up in in hell. And and many of you all that are on the line now may be there also. Uh, and I'm sure that we have many uh, family members. There's quite a few um, family members that we are ministering to on a weekly basis because we don't want them to leave this earth. We don't want them to leave. And, and and miss heaven and end up in hell, especially now with this uh, COVID virus that we have, this pandemic, a lot of people are leaving here, and they don't know where they're going to end up at. We want our soul to be anchored, and we want to be in a safe place when we leave here. But if you ask me now, I am 100% absolutely sure of my salvation now. I know where I am going when that day comes, when God come and take me. I know where I'm going. And so I extend that invitation to each and every one of you today. If you're not sure where you're going to end up, um, this is a good opportunity to, to, to reach out and, and to God and let him save you. Amen. I know for sure that I have been baptized 
and filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Okay. Now, I was talking about workmanship. Let me get back to that. I thought about when they were talking about the workmanship in the past, that it was, once again, how God had created our physical appearance and how he had manufactured our outer bodies. Once again, a lot of us, you know, when we think about workmanship, um, a lot of times, you know, we are not, we don't even love, we don't even like who we are. We don't even like what we see when we look in the mirror because um, a lot of us would be in trouble. You know, we would be in a trouble, in trouble with God if, if he was judging us on our uh, outer body. The reason I say that is because so many of us don't don't like, we don't like ourselves. We don't like what we see. We don't even know how blessed we are. We are truly blessed regardless of what we look like because there's, oh, I mean, there's lots and lots of people that uh, they don't even have legs. They can't walk. There, there are people, I see in wheelchairs where uh, their limbs have been cut off all the way up to their hips. But yet and still, they live, they live. And so God tells us what we need to do uh, to know what he's speaking of when he's talking to us. We need to be able to, we need to study to show ourselves approved. We don't know, men of us, men of other people, a lot of people, they just don't even know what the word is talking about. So many Christians, they rely on others to teach them. They won't pick up a book. They won't sit down and commune with God and, and, and get quiet so that they can hear and see what it is that God is trying to tell us. And because of that, we don't like our skin color. We don't like who we are. We don't like some of us say we are too big. Some say we are too small. We are too short. We are too tall. As black women, we don't like our lips. We say that our lips are too big because this is how society has judged us. So we need to sit down and get into the word of God because this list of what we don't like about ourselves, it goes on and on and on. And if the truth be told, we have been complaining. We've been complaining so much about how we look. And and I don't, personally me, I don't know if God is pleased with that. I think however God made us, we um, I think we should, you know, accept it. Because God, the word tells us that God, he made us, he made us fearfully and wonderful. So that to me says that we are good in God's sight. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever taken the time to think about how God do, does view our life? And do you ever think, you know, he views how he views our flaws? Because none of us are perfect. I'm not just talking about the outer appearance. I'm talking about our hearts. We know that there's a word that says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So have you ever just given a thought, how does God view us? We are always worried about how we view ourselves, but how does God view us? We already know that we are not perfect people because God told us 
when we came into this world, we were born already in our mother's womb in sin. We know that we are going to err and we're going to make mistakes, but that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. God loves us just the way we are. His word tells us that we will, that he will, he will, he will protect those things that concern us. So if you just trust God and just know that whatever you think about the workmanship that he has created, that's us. He has created his workmanship in us. He didn't do this. He didn't rush to do it. He created us in his image. No, we are not perfect, but God had a plan for our life, and he still does. Yes, we are his workmanship. He wants us to do his good works. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about he wants us to do good works. He don't want us to be walking around on this earth uh, reaping havoc and, uh, and, and creating bad situations, not just for ourselves but for other people. His good works are the fruit of the Spirit. And if you ever forget what good works are, just go into your Bible and read about the fruit, fruits of the Spirit. We walk in the spirit and not in the flesh and must always, always remember we have the power to rise above our fleshly appetite and our fleshly desires that try to keep us sinning and trying to hold us down and keep us in baggage. I promise. I thank you all once again. And I'm promising you right now, I'm not going to be long. I know that today is a very special day. We want to be with our loved ones. I know that we have already, I, I just just uh, finished painting a picture of what God wants for us. But we also had pictures this week, past week, painted in our Bible study. Uh, we had two um, two deposits one came from our very own uh, elder, Dr. Jacqueline Boone, and then the other one came from um, Minister Denise Glanton, which both were just excellent words. And they painted a picture of being his masterpiece. We are his masterpiece. And we know we have been molded. He shaped us, and he's molded us in the image that he wants us to be. We, have, we know that God has handpicked each and every one of us. We are special in God's sight. We are the apple of his eye. He did it all for us. He gave his only begotten son, Jesus. He sent him to the cross to die for us because we are just as special to him, even more special than his son, Jesus, was. So I thank God, I thank God for the workmanship, for how he has uh, started painting that picture of us, and he's going to complete it. He's using those uh, for us. He's bringing beautiful lights of color to our lives so that we can have and see the light, that we can walk in the light. 
Let me take a look at our nine, the virtuous, virtuous the, of um, God's workmanship that God has blessed us with. Nine of them. First of all, the nine are the fruit of the Spirit. First of all, love. God has given every one of us the ability to love, just as he gave us all the measure, a measure of faith. He's given us uh, the ability to love. His greatest commandment is that we love thy God with all thy soul and all thy heart. And this is so important because he also goes on and he wants us to not just love our mothers, our fathers, our sisters, brothers, children. He also wants us to love our neighbors. He said, love your neighbor as thyself. But there's one, there's one little problem with that. The problem is that we cannot love, we can't love our cousins, we can't love our nieces, nephews, our sisters, and some can't even love their mother and fathers. And that is because we don't love ourselves. Before we can get to that point in life to be able to give all the love to God that God deserves and that he wants from us, we first of all have got to learn how to love ourselves. Then the next uh, virtue is joy. We have joy and it's genuine. And one thing about this joy that we have, the world don't give it to us, and the world can't take it away. And the reason I say this is because no one can take the Lord away. If you love the Lord, then they can't take your joy away. He has always been here, and he's all, he always will. And the only way to have joy, even in our most stressful situations, we must be rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. Amen? Then we want to talk about the peace. God talks about the peace all the time. Just said, he said that I would go away, but I would send you another comforter. And he said, it is not profitable for you if you don't have peace. He said, a peace I leave with you. I do not give it to you as the world. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I give you a peace that passes all understanding. And this peace, you can only get it by knowing God and trusting him. Amen? The long-suffering. This is a problem for most of the world. And we know it because we see it all over the news every day. Long-suffering. No patience. People don't want to wait on God. They want to take situations into their own hands. They want to go fix the problem themselves. They want to do it. We, we just want in this society, excuse me, in this society that we live in now, it's a fast, fast-paced society. And there is no patience. We don't have patience. I'm sorry. We don't have patience with our children. We don't have patience with the elderly. We don't have patience with the government. We don't want to hear what no one is saying to us. But with God, 
and his promises, we know that all things are possible and all were created by God. So God knows exactly what we need and when we need it. And this is an area, if you don't have patience, you need to ask God, God, to please give, give me patience. Give me patience, Lord, that I may know you and wait on you, Lord Jesus. The next one is kindness. When I think about kindness, I quickly become preoccupied with being more kind. I think about there's times that I could have done better. There's times that we all could have did better uh, when, when we talk about kindness. I think about all the unkind things. If you would just take a minute and just think about something you said or did that was not kind uh, to another person. And this is what we have a problem when we ask, when we are uh, seeking forgiveness. Because all of us, at some point of our lives, even if you're a young adult, a teenager, have done something, a lot of the young people, even to their parents, they don't even this, they don't respect, they don't respect the parents, um, and, and sometimes can be so unkind um, to their parents. And this is an area where we need to ask God to teach us how to be kind to one another. And we need to ask God to forgive us for all those people that we've been mean to are nasty too, or short with. We need to ask God to teach us how to be a little bit more kinder and have a little bit more compassion with people. Uh, in 1 Corinthians, it says that love is patient and kind. So to be able to love again, you got to have patience and you got to have kindness. We need a gentleness. We must have a spirit of gentleness. Too many people are too abrupt. They're very abrupt with people. Um, and I find this is a problem dealing in business all the time. There are so many people that are so short with people. They won't even give you time to explain what, whatever it is that it is that you're trying to tell them. Instead, they want to jump over and start giving you an answer instead of just taking a few minutes and listen. Listen to what is being said. There are people sometimes they talk over, and there's people that are looking down on people as if they, you know, think that they are better than that person. But in God's eyes, we are all the same. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a degree in college, if you have uh, the, the best degree that you can get. It doesn't matter if you make six figures a year. It doesn't matter if you live in a mansion or if you live in a, a, a trailer, in God's sight, we are all his people, and he loves us all. He loves us all. But this type of attitude, you know, it, it, it must not be tolerated. It must not be tolerated because people are people, and we're all God people. And we have, you know, we, we have a commission. God tell he, he gave us commission to make go out into the world and make disciples of our nations, baptizing them and teaching them. And then we are talking down to people and, and and people can't can't hear what we are saying or they can't see the love of Christ in us. 
How can we bring people to God? This cannot be tolerated. We've got to be better with people. We've got to be more gentle and more compassionate. And then we have the next two. I'm going to put them together, faithfulness and our God's goodness. This faithfulness and the goodness of God, I feel it should have been at the top of the list because we are so busy in this world, and we always want to put God on the back burner. But God has to be the first in our life. He must be the first in our life because when we are, you know, we, we're constantly going to God, asking God, God, to please do this for me. Please hear my prayers, hear my cries, because we're in this world, and we, uh, Job says, a man born of a woman is of, will be of troubled days. So we are in this world. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be situations. And if we want God to know who we are, we have to put him first. We want God to be able to say, I know him. We don't want him to say, I don't know him. I don't know you. But when we keep God first and we are faithful, we are dedicated, we are committed to God, then everything else, it will fall in line. Everything. Even the part where God says that he will give us abundant life. He will give us life and life more abundantly. If we are faithful to God, all this is going to fall in place. All because of his goodness and mercy toward us every day. And lastly, self-control. Oh, my goodness. Now, today, I'm sure each and every one of you had to place yourself in one of these nine virtues. Somewhere in here, I've said something to each and every one of you that is on this line today, because I can see myself in a couple of them myself. Self-control, we must have and restrain ourselves, restrain ourselves. We must have self-control. The longer you walk with God, the more control you should have. People in this nation, they're out of control. God's children, the ones that say they are his, his children and that they are Christians, they are out of control, doing whatever they want to do, saying whatever they want to say, acting and dressing. Oh, my goodness. When we talk about the dress, Christians should not women. We should not be walking around dressing any kind of way, looking any kind of way. We should when we when we get up and get dressed every morning, we should be dressing for Christ. And if you don't know what you should be wearing, you should ask the question. What uh, uh, what do Jesus, what would he say? Ask the question when you are dressing. We shouldn't uh you know, especially as parents and older adults, we shouldn't be walking around looking like we are 16 years old. We shouldn't be competing with our children. 
We shouldn't be trying to be the friends of our daughters and our sons. We have mother and father responsibilities. That's all of this is not having self-control. We should be know that when we enter the world, when we go out in the public, that people are watching you. And I know this is true. I've had so many people, you know, call me and say, hey, uh, Miss Brown, um, you know, I, I this and I that. I want you. Because I've, I had this couple just maybe a few months ago told me that they was going to get married. And they said to me that we wouldn't want anybody else to marry us but you and Mr. Brown because we have seen you, y'all's relationship. And we know that it's real. So when we, as Christians, we need to show that we are real, that we are real and Jesus is real. So we have to be careful the way we are living our lives, the way we are walking our lives out, because people are watching us. They are watching. So as I leave you, I leave with a couple of quick notes. The Apostle Paul tells us, We are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for his good works. Remember, as this day go by, you have been created to do good works for God. Don't get into arguments and confrontations with people on today. Don't feel bad if no one brings you uh, roses today or bring you a card or they don't say, I love you today. Just know that God loves you. God has prepared for us beforehand that we should walk it out. We should walk it out, his workmanship. We have been created in the image of Christ. And God, he rejoices over his good works. He don't do bad works. And so he expects us to do good works. Everything that God does is good. Even from the beginning of time, he has told us. When he rested, he said, uh, he created the earth. He created the earth even before he created us. But he said that it is good and very good. He sees uh, He sees nothing but worth in our life. He sees that we are worth everything. And he promised us all the good works that will glorify him. If we believe and follow him. Amen. Remember, God is not through with us yet. There is more to come. Because of his saving grace, we have been given a gift, a precious gift from God. Amen. Amen. And thank you all so much. I thank you all for taking the time out. And I pray that someone receives something on this day. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for our life. I thank you for this week that's ahead of us. I pray, Father God, that the workmanships that you have put into us, Lord, that we will use them this week when we need them the most, that you will be with us, that you will give us traveling grace wherever we go and keep us safe on these dangerous roads and highways. I pray Father, uh, that you would even keep all these truckers that are out there driving, 
that's causing some are not causing all the accidents, but we know a lot of accidents do come from them. So we pray, Father God, that you would keep these truckers as they drive, keep them awake, keep them alert, that our streets streets will be remain safe. So, Father God, I bless you. I pray for traveling grace for our pastors, and we love you, Lord God, and we repent of our sins, and we ask that you forgive us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We really hope that you enjoyed today's message and that it was truly a blessing to your soul. We would like to thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day.